Hi guys, and thanks for tuning in for another one of our chit chats with, well this time it's with Nathan from TRX. You may have caught him on our last webcast and I thought I'd catch up and we'd talk about all things global, all things TRX. And as you know, we partner with TRX. So it's an absolute delight to have you back, Nathan. Thanks for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure to you as always. It's always good to chat to you. So yeah, thanks for inviting me again. My utter pleasure. So I wanted to uh, pick your brain a few times, if that's okay with these questions. Um, yeah. So first of all, tell me a little bit about the changes that have been happening at TRX, something to do with new ownership. Let us into all of that. Sure. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'll be I'll be straight to the point. It wasn't the best uh, year that we've had TRX as a as a business, unfortunately. Around about the summertime, um, our previous owners put us in for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, which is voluntary bankruptcy within the US. Um, unfortunately, we we had a certain amount of debt that we weren't able to clear. Um, so the 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 only way to do it was either to liquid liquidate the company or go into Chapter 11, which we did. So that that meant from a court point of view that we were put up for sale, um, and it was pretty much like a Zoom auction from from what I'm, I've I've been told. Um, a certain amount of companies could register their interest in purchasing TRX, um, and then I think it was whittled down to five key ones, and they had to put in a certain amount deposit, I suppose, in terms of the minimum they were looking to bid. Um, and unfortunately for us, the the actual winners of the of the the auction, so to speak, was uh, our previous owner and founder Randy Hetrick, along with his business partner Jack Daly, um, and they ended up purchasing the company. And that was about ten weeks ago now. Um, so it's I kind of feel like it's a, an old with the new TRX. We brought back some previous staff. Obviously, Randy's back as chairman, uh, but then Jack Daly is is the new CEO um, and owner of TRX outright. And he's brought his team on board as well as um, to, to get involved with the executive side. Um, so, yeah, it's whilst it's been definitely an up and down year for sure, we're now coming out of it in the right way. And it's it's all very positive at the moment, which is great. So, yeah, that's kind of the big news from TRX this year anyway. Amazing. It's, it sounds tough, but it sounds like that's a really good um, solution or resolution out of it and stuff. You were saying before we recorded about you know the focus on education stuff so talk to me um or talk to the people that are listening in um, about what your role is um just briefly with TRS. so yeah so um i'm back i'm based in the uk um as you know and we 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 have a direct business here uh, so we report report directly to, to hq in in san francisco which will be in florida um next year as well um, but then we have distributors in every other country. So we distribute in around about 90 countries in terms of equipment and education. So whilst my priority is to, to look after the UK in terms of education courses, events, anything that we do that's more face-to-face, face and as well as digital, I then support all of our distributors globally to try and do the same thing. And obviously different cultures, different types of education are needed for different markets, but I'm there to support. Um, so we do a lot, a lot of traveling to go and visit our distributors, yeah. um, um, whether they've got their own events or whether the country specifically. So I recently come back from Bucharest last week because we attended Romania Active, um, which I suppose is a UK active version um, of, mm-hmm. of the events that they do. Um, so supporting our distributors through there. Um, obviously, we have our own TRX summits, which is our annual kind of fitness events as well. So I support the distributors uh, if they're looking to deliver one of those events at their facilities or within their country. 
so yeah it's a whole range really bringing on new distributors as well um if certain distributors aren't necessarily doing great or we we we're not really in that market at the moment so you know we need to yeah. kind of get some some people on the ground there so yeah that's that's primarily what we do on a day-to-day basis for me yeah and you're um, i see when i'm looking on my social media i'm seeing that you're here there and everywhere <laughs> honestly yeah. it feels like you you do travel a lot um, um so what are your thoughts globally what's going on um obviously uk is having some um interesting moments right obviously yeah. there's i just wanted to get your idea of how trx is globally um trx globally obviously yeah we're, we're, we're well known we're probably as well known as we are in in the uk and the, and the us mm. um from the from the people that i've met and spoke with um they all seem to know what what trx is they may not know all of it especially maybe from some of the education courses we do or even some of the products that we we now sell um but the majority of people know what trx is from a suspension training mm-hmm. point of view um they know it's a, an official brand and not necessarily a form of exercise which which can some people can get confused with sometimes um yeah but yeah um it's definitely different in terms of culture so if I, if i take japan as an example the majority of people that use our suspension trainers are in um elderly homes so they use it as in the communal rooms um they use it to to get themselves off a seat practice a row like a chest um so that's part and parcel that's probably our biggest biggest market in japan whereas the uk that's not so much uh, we tend to obviously yeah. work in a lot of gyms a lot of home fitness as well um in the us it's pretty much everywhere so all professional sports that you can think of um trx is front and center both from uh, an education point of view and equipment um, which obviously two go hand in hand um so yeah that's probably the main where where i, I notice the differences obviously there's a, a culture in in the type of fitness that people will go for so if i take yeah. some of the middle east so say outside of the uae if we take kuwait their majority is still into their uh weightlifting bodybuilding not really a functional training kind of country at all at the moment um so that's really kind of an eye-opener for us because we feel that well that's well it's still quite prominent and, and really a good way of training there's more of a blend in the uk now there's not so many gyms that yeah. just have you know your fixed resistance and your cardio and that's it there is a functional training space. There are recovery spaces coming on board. Whereas certain mm-hmm. countries, they're still four or five years behind what, what we're looking to do in the UK and the US as an example. So yeah. that is interesting for sure. It must be fascinating actually going to sort of observe that. I love the idea that, you know, in Japan that they're helping people move and stuff. Wouldn't that be lovely if, it was, if that was adopted in the UK? Yeah, I think it's just, right? yeah, it's purely down to a culture thing. You know, speaking to the teams out mm. there, it's like, well, you know, not not necessarily a right or wrong, but we respect our elderly more than probably every any other country in the world because, you know, there's a, a heritage and, and so on and so forth. So we really look after our elderly people. Um just because of the, the way that the culture is there, whereas we don't necessarily do that so much anywhere else, really. Um, so yeah, it would be good to see more more things like that happening in the UK. We do we we have done some stuff with the NHS um, <clears> on the full prevention program for the elderly. Um, so we have a gentleman in in Rotherham that works with the local NHS, and he brings um, people of a, of a certain age that come and spend forty five minutes with him on the shops, and they do very similar things to what we've seen in Japan. 
but obviously it's minimal nice. compared to you know the you know most of the country uh, of Japan does that whereas yeah it's here and there within the UK markets yeah yeah so coming back to the UK tell us about a summit you mentioned I'd like to know a little bit more about yeah that, so yeah so um we run a, an annual fitness event um that's obviously primarily around TRX we do have some partners that come on um, but it's it's kind of like I like to think of it as a weekend retreat, really. Um, so we bring everyone together that's done a qualification through us. Could be one of the digital courses that you're you're also selling, um, and anyone that's got some experience with TRX, come and spend a couple of days with, with us. So we have more team here of master trainers, but we'll fly over the team from the US. So say for example, Randy Hetrick would come over and spend a weekend with us. And we, we do some workouts, we do further education, um, we have what we call face-up games. So it's more of a fitness activity that's not necessarily involved specifically with TRX. So we will yeah. be running it at the University of Oxford uh, in September. So we'll be out on actually on the running tracks uh, and doing some Olympic-style games for our what we call face-up games. Um, and it's just a way to bring everyone together. Um, yeah. I think, you know, as a, as a, commu- a fitness community that we are, we kind of need to engage with a lot of people um, and we we haven't really done it for a long time because of COVID and lockdown. So this will be the first time that we've done it in what will, will be four years. Um, wow. And we feel it's kind of bringing everyone together, like I say, um, giving some knowledge, networking, community feel, mm. but kind of refilling everyone's tanks with, with ideas, you know, motivation that they can then go back to their own facilities, their own clients. And, and, and continue using our equipment and, and feel that they are part of a, a fitness community, which is great. So, yeah, yeah, I'm really pleased that we're getting back to that. Um, and we will also and, be doing it globally as well. Nice. And, and this is a yearly event, although it's not happened in the last four years. Yeah, right? we, we tend to do it yeah. yearly. So um, from a global perspective, we'll probably run four direct ones ourselves across, across the globe. So obviously in the US, we'll do Japan and UK and then maybe one uh, in and around Europe. Um, so those will be mm. four that we will look at. But then, as I've mentioned, our distributors globally, um, they will either look to um, take the blueprint for our summit and run their own mini version, or mm-hmm. if they've got their own fitness events themselves, um, that they will look to maybe take some of our workshops and actually deliver those workshops as part of their own fitness event as well. Um, so, you know, all being well, we'll, we'll quite have a low, uh, quite a lot of exposure from a, a training point of view globally next year, which is great. Yeah. And how can people find out about that? Where can they find um, the details to book up? Yeah. So obviously it'll be all over our social media accounts. So we have many, um, but obviously TRX underscore UK for, for the UK specific events. Um, you can obviously follow our website. So trx.co.uk and .com. Um, but we will also have a global calendar on those as well. So even if you're not in the UK or US or Japan, we will also obviously advertise any other event where we're going to be a presence of even the likes of FIBO, as an example, or, yeah. or if we call Elevate or PerformX. If we're going to be there, we will make sure that's front and centre on our events page. So that's probably where you'll find, you know, a lot nice. of detail, a lot of information on those um, on those services. 
Yeah. And so with your work, obviously, um, I want to know about any exciting developments that you've got going on with education. We feel that's exciting for TRX. Obviously, you've got the summit in September. Yeah. What else is going on that you're excited about? Maybe you can't tell us everything, but maybe you can give us a little bit. Um, no, there's probably, you know, in terms of new stuff, we will always look to create new education, new workshops, new ways. So we are partnering up with one or two people. Um uh, companies, sorry, not people. Um, one in particular that we've we've mentioned, or well, I've mentioned on LinkedIn, is that we've we've partnered up with Vivo Barefoot, and we're doing some education, combining our straps with education around barefoot training, mobility of the foot, and how that can help improve, you know, training that you would use on the suspension trainer. So we'll have some digital content for that, and then we'll all look to do some face to face workshops um, next year. Um, there is another company that we're working with. I can't mention them at the moment, but we're, okay. we're, we're actually uh, in the process of creating some content um, together. So that will be out next year. Um, but for me, I think it's actually because we've had quite an up and down year with new ownerships and, and also because, you know, we're falling out of lockdown. We haven't really got out and about a lot. Um, so that's what I'm excited about most is actually bringing some of this yeah. new content but also re-engaging with a lot of people and exposing what mm. we do very well to people that may have not seen us before because they've not necessarily had the opportunity. Um, so yeah, combination of things really, but yeah, those are the couple of things that I'm really excited about over the next that's, year for sure. Yeah, that's amazing. Cause you know, people if you haven't done something for four years. They may have only been in the industry for a few years. So not even known about this and stuff. Yeah. So it's amazing. So, um, you've you know in the work that you've done I wanted to check in with you with the work with TRX this global brand what have you learned um you know about being part of that maybe about yourself or something about TRX that you hadn't known before because I think when when we explore TRX people are oh um I, I thought they they only did this I thought they oh didn't know about the education and you know it's great that people are learning about TRX and stuff, but I just wanted to pick your brain about what you feel that you've learned being part of this global brand. Um, yeah, good question. I think Thanks. for me, I've <laughs> I've learned <laughs> actually, as you've mentioned, really one of the key points is how versatile, especially our, our suspension trainer, how versatile we are, and we work with a whole range of people. So I'm getting to meet people from all walks walks of life and learning from them. As I've mentioned, the cultures from different countries, their experiences, what they feel fitness is, what they feel movement is. And actually, can I then apply that and use their ideas in different countries? Can I use that directly in the UK? So I think I've grown in terms of actually um, some world learning, I guess, um, from that point of view. Um, I think from a brand, it's actually the the management side of it because there's there's a lot of, distributors and a lot of countries and 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 it can be quite demanding so it's actually mm -hmm. balancing as well um, and managing your time correctly um i'm i'm the person that the type of person that will try and answer an email straight away or if i miss a call call them back straight away and try and just get things done straight away i like to be efficient that always mm -hmm. can't happen um for for a number of different reasons so it's actually managing myself and and actually saying look sometimes you you can't help everyone all the time straight away um so it's yes. about managing you know expectations but also priorities and and sorting out you know what what is needed to be done first and foremost what can be done a little bit later what can we come back to but also putting the um 
the prerogative on to, to people as well and actually trying to teach them further education and learning so they can be more self-efficient as well. Mm, um, yeah, so I think absolutely. that's learning as well because, again, different cultures. I jump on a call with Japan. They won't say anything to me. They won't necessarily question anything that I say just because that is part of the culture. I might get an email after saying didn't necessarily think this was correct. Whereas if I jump on a call with France, totally different ball game. I probably can't get a word in edgeways a lot of the time because they're just straight on me, like questions, oh, we'd love to do this, love to do this. Um, yeah. Not necessarily right or wrong. It's just different ways of managing yeah. different people and different expectations. So I've learned a lot from there as well, from it being part of yeah. a global brand, which is great. So you've, you've had to adapt, right? We all have to adapt, don't we? I, I, that's one thing I do know about you, Nathan. I'll send out an email to you and it'll like, bing! your answer yeah, straight back and I'm yeah, like yeah, straight back, he's yeah. really good at that you're really good at that yeah um, yeah which is good so and, and also the Birmingham accent as well no one outside of the UK understands the Birmingham accent at all so I have to talk really slow or really quick or repeat what I'm saying because out of everything they and we've got people in the UK from with all different accents but I tend to be the worst one that people can't understand globally so I'll put that on my CV actually I think <laughs> I love that. I love that. So, okay, you having to do like lots and lots of things. And yeah, that, I mean, in my role, like, you know, you have to learn this idea of prioritizing and working out what's the best choice for the company and, but still aligning well with yourself and all that sort of things. Right. So, what inspires you day to day? I mean, you're working for a great brand. There's no question. You've got a great, you know, setup there. Right. But what inspires you to, to, do such a great job um it's it's just it's connecting with people um obviously the you know i love traveling i love seeing different cultures um but actually you know i think as as a well-known brand as we are and, and you are correct with that um i still like to you know go to different countries take a load of suspension trainers bring some of my team and actually like spend a good couple of hours a full day with people on educating people on on how to use our equipment and 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 be a better mm. coach or learn to move really correctly so I think in in a way it's kind of taking what I did when I was a, a, a fitness instructor and then a personal trainer but just putting it on a global scale really it's really is that simple um I'm I'm fortunate now that I get to do it globally um, but in a lot of ways, there's there's not really much different to what I was doing when, you know, just working for a, a, a commercial club in the UK. Um, so I like that. I like that. I've, I've learned a lot. Um, um, and yes, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a much better coach now and a better educator than I was when I first started, of course. But in simple terms, it's just taking what I enjoyed doing 20 years ago to now doing it on a bigger scale which you know I'm very very grateful so that still keeps me going because I don't think I could necessarily just sit at home for example on a desk day in and day out um and -hmm. trying to to motivate people with that on on that way I just don't think I could I could do it so um Mm -hmm. yeah that's what gets me up actually is is getting to connect with a load of people and actually let's, let's have a workout let's educate or you know let's answer any questions that you've got so yeah that's what I'm passionate about and what gets me up every day. Yeah. Do you miss um, that old part of your life? You know, just working in a gym. It's always there an um, element of that that you miss at all. Yes and no. Yeah. Good question. Again, um, I think I, I miss the kind of interaction with the members. Um, I feel like we, 
I was quite fortunate in my outlook was a gym was always a community. Um, I wasn't necessarily happy with people that would just come in, train, leave, not speak to anyone, which is fine. People could do that. You know, we're not, we're not forcing people to chat to us, but I liked creating the community feel around things. So people were, were coming in because they wanted to train at this facility. They wanted to work with more trainers more than the gym across the road. So I miss that side of it. Um, the day-to-day running of gyms, not probably not. No, I've probably done that, learned a lot from it, and it was time to move on. I think I mentioned in my previous uh, webcast with you is that I feel like I was hitting a bit of a brick wall um, and I needed to mm-hmm. kind of expand because I feel like I could I could, and I could do a good job as well. Um, so yeah, there's, yeah, parts of it I do, but parts of it definitely not. I don't, I don't miss, I've, I've, I did my time in gyms and I'm happy now where doing what I'm doing, which is great. Yeah. Love that. So, um, I love this question when people ask me this. So, um, what would, what would the advice you would give or the insight you would give to you when you were working in the gyms? Is there any advice? You, uh, we know we can't do this, so it's just in theory, yeah. <laughs> of course. But is there anything that you'd think, oh, I really wish I'd known that? Um, yeah, continuous, continually, uh, continually educating myself um, and using my own initiative to do that. So, uh, you know, grateful for the role that I'm in. But again, 20 years ago, if someone said to me that I'd end up, you know, educating and working for a global company around education training, I'd have thought you were crazy because the, t- the type of um, business that we were working with, education wasn't front and centre. You qualified as a personal trainer and that's it. There was no further education to put you through. Um, and I feel that's a massive disadvantage for trainers as a whole, um, but because I wasn't put in front of it and I wasn't necessarily, maybe it was just me, maybe slight arrogance or, or whatever it was, you weren't necessarily looking for education courses. And I'm, I'm grateful now that there's a lot of trainers that do that um but that's something that just wasn't involved with us so if if I could go back and tell myself I'd be like make sure you know you're looking at different fitness brands you're looking at what different gyms do you're talking to management a lot more and you're just educating yourself on being a better trainer as well there was there was pieces of equipment that I didn't know how to use um but you assumed that you did because you're a qualified personal trainer um which I think, again, that still happens within the industry globally, not just talking about the UK. But that's something I wish I probably would have done better um, when I was first starting within the industry, definitely. So I'd recommend anyone, if you're not educating yourself within this industry, I just don't feel that you could be as good as you need to be or actually are you going to last as long as, as you think you are within the industry? If, you know, Because trends change all the time. And if you're not okay. on top of it or aware of it, I think mean, it's just going to make your job a lot difficult, um, a more difficult. Sorry, um, mm. so yeah, that would probably be my advice because I'm a lot of better. I'm a much, even though I don't do it now on a daily basis, I'm a lot. I'm a much better coach now than I was, and that's purely because I've had education literally thrown at me all the time and loads of opportunities to learn from different people. Didn't necessarily get that, but I didn't necessarily look for it as well. So yeah, that's probably what I would change. Right. I, I, you know, I see this in our industry that there is um, the people are really curious, you know, about learning things. And I think that they do really well. I think that's really, really obvious that they're, yeah. you know, it's not that they're going, I don't know enough. It's that they want to know more so they can give more. I really do believe that. Yeah. I, I see sometimes or I used to see when I was, um, you know, um, 
educating people just coming into the industry or they were then becoming a PT or something. I've, I sometimes saw there was almost a resistance to education, you know, like I don't need that or, or whatever. Yeah. And I'm kind of wondering, you know, um, what your thoughts on that, why, why there may be resistance to education, because I, I have my own thoughts on it. But, you okay. know, again, if we look back at, uh, you know, somebody coming new into the industry, why do you feel that they might be resistant to doing um, more education? I think it depends. There's, there's a number of different reasons that you could, you could really go for. I think for me, mm-hmm. I think one, it comes from, if you qualify as a personal trainer, that's, that's it. You can go and get a job in a gym and some gyms, not everyone, and, and some businesses, not all, We'll probably say, well, you're a personal trainer, there's your job, go and get some clients. And that is really at a base level, that's all you need. So if you're getting regular clients and you're earning, you know, a decent money, um, then why would you necessarily want to change anything? Um, so that I think that's part of it. I think the actual culture of education, um, and again, not everyone, there's a lot of facilities, a lot of trainers that the culture of education is ingrained. It's just part of their career um, yeah. and, and, and the chains that they work for. So I think a culture is also an element of it. But I also think it's it's a return of investment in, in a sense that we get a lot of, sometimes a lot of pushback from training as well. You know, it's, it's taking a day from my earnings, you know, to learn. I'm having to put money out to, to educate myself there's not necessarily any guarantee that, you know, can I then no. put my fees up or can I, can I do this once I qualify as a TRX trainer or anything? So I think that's mm-hmm. also kind of um, an, an objection from, from a lot of trainers. So I think those are kind of, for me, what I see the, the key reasons why someone necessarily won't further educate themselves or, you know, there's a lot of more, more easy alternatives now, rightly or wrongly, that you'll see on YouTube and social media, not necessarily great. There are some good stuff, but there's a lot of bad stuff as well. Um, yeah. And some trainers may feel that that's all they need is to kind of have a look at what someone's doing on on a video and then try and copy and paste it within their own trainer with their clients. Doesn't necessarily work like that, but I think you know people want instant instant um, knowledge now yeah. more than actually am I going to spend a day with us at TRX or am I going to spend four months doing uh, strength and conditioning qualification. Or am I going to do 300 mm-hmm. hours of yoga if that's not necessarily my passion? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's always going to, I think that's always going to be a challenge. Um, but it, the, the aim is to try and, I think, like I say, going back to the culture and the community, we have a lot of people do further education because they mm-hmm. feel part of the brand and part of the community. So they want to be the best of the best or they want to then help other people, uh, trainers and their clients, educate themselves more on, you know, how to use a strap correctly or a specific for a sport or pre and postnatal. So I think, yeah, mm. um, culture for me is vitally important. If the culture is not there, then, you know, I don't think necessarily as many people are going to go off on their own back and, and do it themselves. Um, that's how I, I, I agree with you. No, I agree with you. And I, you know, it's, it's interesting when, when people who have been in the industry for a fair amount of time and they've, they've stuck it out. Um, and they've gained some experience and they've reached out to get further education. I feel it's almost like if you ask them, would they have embraced education right at the beginning of their career? That oft, often I hear this, well, 
if they've been really honest with themselves, they've, they've felt that perhaps they didn't want to, but perhaps they didn't want to to show that they didn't know everything. Sure, you yeah, know, sure. and and uh, you know, there is a when we're first in the industry, you know, a, a lot of people I would see thought there was going to be a lot of competition that you know they were going to be exposed in some way that they didn't have this you know an answer for everything and and the longer i see people in the industry they're more like i there's so much more to learn but yet they've learned so much but right at the beginning i do understand why people new in the industry might be a bit resistant because they don't they don't want to show up at themselves they're a bit nervous that they don't know enough yeah ironically by going into education they would learn more but I think some people's first experience of education even at school might have been that they it wasn't a safe place for them and what I love about great education is that you feel safe to learn and explore and you know if 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 I came and did a day of education with you I'm not going to expect to know everything from that day I've got to embed that learning and knowledge through you know working with my clients and you know doing the practice myself and I think if if that culture we can't just hold gyms responsible it's got kind of a a a thing that we have to embed in ourselves as well isn't it yeah cultural kind of thing yeah you should I think peak trainers should look at it as an opportunity you you qualify as a personal trainer and then you go to work in whatever club you 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 do where you set up your own business and you get some training that's an opportunity then to learn even more because you're working with trainers that could have been there for years and, and, you know, have so much experience. It's also, you should be learning on a day to day. And, and actually, because you'll have a whole variety of different clients, you're not going to get the same client, especially when we within the first six months of you be, being a personal trainer, it's an opportunity to learn from the clients as well. And I'd, like I say, I agree with it. It's a culture thing. A lot of people will think, no, well, I need to, you know, make sure the client's achieving their goals, which is important. And, you know, but maybe you could you could spend some time with the trainers uh, that have been there and, and done that and have so many clients and, and learn from them. You could look at different brands like ourselves to actually learn. Um, so I think there's, there's, there's an abundance of opportunities as soon as you walk and you start your career within the fitness industry. But like you say, I think the focus first is, right, I need to get so many clients, I need to earn this this much money which again is rightly important don't get me wrong but then I think you also need yeah. to make time go, well can I be a better trainer in three weeks time four weeks time six months time than I was when I first yeah. started how can I improve myself I also feel that that yeah. needs to be part of your strategy or your plan whilst you're working within the fitness industry for sure yeah yeah absolutely so for yourself in your kind of career and stuff, have you had any mentoring or support? Have you looked, I mean, because I asked you what inspires you, you said about connection, but have yeah. you looked to people or education yourself that you, yeah, you found quite, really helpful? Yeah, I'm constantly jumping on education courses that I would if I was still a personal trainer 20 years ago. So I most recently did the, the Vivo Barefoot education courses on barefoot coaching. Um, so that was really, really good, really eye-opening. Um, I'm, I'm really focusing on mobility now, uh, um, flexibility and mobility. So um, I'm working, again, partnering with a few companies over there in the US. Um, there's a guy called Jay Rose that I follow quite quite uh, a lot on social media. And he's, um, he's recently done an education course I'm looking into. Um, I learned a lot from Adam Daniels. Um, he's one in particular um, because, uh, well, he's well known within the fitness industry as a good educator but he does a, a lot of stuff outside the fitness industry now and talking to different corporate businesses. So 
you know, I like to listen to, to what he does. Um, I, like, I love reading as well. So again, using Adam Daniels with the amount of books that he reads um, and taking yeah. some advice on what books I need to read from there. So I think, yeah, yeah generally Adam, you know, he, he inspires me quite a lot. I would say the guys at TRX, I mentioned them before, but Fraser Quels, Randy Hetrick, um, Bryn Elliott, Miguel Vargas, all part of the education team. They've been TRX. They're a lot part of the furniture. Um, so I learn a lot from them on a daily basis. Um, so those would probably be the, the people on a daily basis that I kind of uh, I'm able to connect with and learn from on, on a on a yeah a lot from. So those would probably be more people that I inspire to to be like. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. Do you have much time to kind of reflect on what you're doing, or is it all go go go? Um, because that that that's the thing is with some jobs in the fitness industry, there's so much that we're doing. Do you yeah. have time to sort of look out the window and sort of think, oh, could be doing this or doing that, or does it is it all go? Um, <laughs> it, it is all go. I find actually as we get towards the end of a year, um, and obviously now it's because it's starting to quieten down. People are focused on you know different things, holidays and and family time, which is great. Um, and then when the new year um as you know the new year starts it's it's go 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 again so I think towards the end of a year I like to kind of I think I naturally just do it like wow I managed to to get to all these places we managed to do these events we've we've trained these this amount of students over the year um you know so yeah I I do get an opportunity to reflect I think Mm. from a career point of view maybe not as much into the whole scheme of things. So I've been with TRX for five years now. I haven't actually, yep. you know, tap back and you know, wall in five years, what have, what have I able to do? I like to think that I've I've moved the needle somewhat in terms of the awareness of education, training more people up. I feel that if I've raised more the more awareness than what was known about TRX five years ago, then I feel I've got a, a good job, but I haven't had really a chance to sit down and reflect on the grand scheme of things. But yearly I do for sure. That's nice. I like that. Very good. Very good. Um, okay. We talked a little bit earlier about in Japan um, and it being, um, I, I wanted to kind of explore how TRX can sort of work for so many different things. So let's think older client, kids, sport, just give yeah. us some insights into the education and also the equipment that you have that isn't just sort of like people boosting themselves in the gym you know you've already touched on it but it'd be really lovely to sort of hear about the diversity of the education that you offer and also uh, the equipment yeah so um yeah really good um question it's yeah we are as i've mentioned we are probably the uh, from a suspension training point of view the most versatile piece of equipment in the market Uh, i'm sure there are others but for me we, we work with a whole range of people so obviously i've touched on you know, working with the elderly um, in Japan and obviously with the NHS on full prevention programs. We also have um, some unilateral workshops with the NHS. So people that have uh, unfortunately uh, had a stroke and they're getting back to, you know, working on both sides of their body. So we use the suspension training in that regard as well. Um, Obviously from a sport perspective, we're pretty much everywhere. So we work on injury prevention, prehab, rehab on the straps. We've uh professional football players rugby players swimmers tennis uh players we work with their coaches as well so the snc teams sports medicine teams on there um we work with general fuse enthusiastics at home um 
in terms of how can I adapt certain movements um, on a suspension trainer to, to make it a lot easier for themselves. So I think it's also a confidence builder as well for a lot of people that are not necessarily sure that they can do certain movements or afraid to do certain movements. I think the suspension trainer is perfect because it allows that, that those movements to be regressed and actually try it with the support of the suspension trainers to see what you can do first. And then to progress it, it's really easy. Obviously, it's just changing the, the body angle to make it a little bit harder. So I think it's a really good introduction piece um, to, to, for people to train. Um, we also delve into pre and postnatal uh, working with female athletes. So whilst we we know that suspension training isn't the be all and end all, we feel that we are educated enough and work with a lot of partners that we can delve into different areas of different training for different people. Um, and not like you've just said, this is our user suspension trainer. We're now going to work out for 60 minutes and we're going to do as many exercises as possible. It's about the how can we actually educate people so they understand why they're doing these movements and what they are going to achieve from it as well. So, like, yeah, everywhere in the middle as well. Um, the only thing we don't do is pets, I think, although we have some pets on videos using the straps, which is amazing. But, yeah, it's not something I, I want to delve into officially. Um, but, yeah, we <laughs> pretty much... Pretty much everyone, pretty much everyone say we work with and we educate in different areas. And we bespoke education as well. So there's um our distributors in, in Denmark actually have recently just worked with the Danish Blind Society there on the straps and worked with that. And that's something that we've never done. So again, we're learning from what's happening in Denmark and can we then apply yeah. that globally to different people? So yeah, so we're very, very fortunate that we get opportunities to work with a whole range of people, which is great. Yeah, that's really good. And, um, you know, on our platform, we've got a number of your educations that show the yeah. diversity, you know, golf and then female athlete, yoga, yoga and version. Yeah. I mean, there's lots that, you know, that we've got on our platform and and further that you guys are doing. Um, yeah. I, is there anything that you wanted to follow up on that we haven't covered in this webcast that would be good to tell the fit pro community i'd love to hear from you it, it, you know anything at all um oh, what have we haven't covered um, there's nothing what in particular no i think like my advice is always if if you are a trainer or if you are working in the industry is kind of continuing to educate yourself now that's not necessarily jumping on a course whether it's our courses or another company it's kind of looking around and, and finding the people that, you know, are doing some good work and actually learning from them, having a conversation with them, um, finding the right books to read, you know, the right YouTube videos to watch. I think, you know, that would be my advice. I think if you, if you're standing still at any point in, in this industry in particular, then you are going to struggle, I think. Um, and that's what I've found in the past that, you know, from my point of view, back in the day, you know, I, I was standing still for a long, long time within the industry. And it's only really when I got the initiative to actually learn from other people and actually move that I've been given an opportunity that I'll begin, that I now have. It's not necessarily say that anyone, you know, you may not want to work in the role that I'm working on, but just to be a better per better person and a better coach, um, better mentor on a daily basis. I think that's the kind of the key message I would like to give to everyone that uh, yeah. is watching this podcast or listening to this um listening to it today yeah yeah I, I agree with you 100% I just you know when you said about sort of standing still it must be so hard for people who are in the industry this industry tends to be pretty lonely let's be honest unless yeah. you're connecting with people and you know education is a time when you network 
you grow, you learn, you thrive, you flourish, all those things. Um, and, and, and actually, you know, the idea of burnout, I, you know, I know so many PTs or people have been in this industry that don't do something for them in their learning or growth. That I can't imagine, you know, it must be so hard to turn up. And when you, I heard you say about copy and pasting the same workout for the same person, can you imagine just regurgitating the same thing each time? We that's know it, why yeah. people do it, but that must be really hard to endure. That's that's my understanding of, of why so many people actually don't succeed in this industry because they just burn out. They do so much in yeah. pursuit of trying to meet the numbers of their clients, but don't do anything for themselves. For themselves yeah. And it's I just so, so hard. Um, and so, you know, that's one of the things I know that you're doing so well in education and raising awareness and stuff. So thank you for what you're doing. Um, I really appreciate it. And showing up for another webcast, always lovely to chat to you. Oh, it's always good, um, yeah. I, it's good, isn't it? We get a chat as well and it's good for yeah. us, right? So it's always good to catch people... up with you. And yeah, like I love coming <laughs> on here anytime, yeah. No, no, but it's, it's, you know, that's a really important thing. What we're doing now is connecting. Yes, other people have got to learn something through this, but it's really important that we're doing it and we're showing up and role modeling that. So it, yeah. it benefits me chatting to you and hopefully it benefits you a bit, frankly. Of course, um, but, of course. You know. <laughs> I think, you know, again, really we've important. talked about, yeah, because we, you know, we have talked about, yes, it can be very lonely, it can be, but on the flip side, it's a very knowledgeable industry and what I mean by that is I don't know a personal trainer or, or a manager or an owner of a brand or a company within the industry that won't help someone or won't answer a question I don't know a PT in my time would be like I'm too busy for that like go away so actually the opportunity is there for for people just to connect and, and network and actually share best practices and, and best knowledge we just need to find a way and I think we, we are getting there and 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 mm -hmm. there was a lot of great people and a lot of good companies in there. But actually, can we create that culture as an industry as a whole where, you know, people aren't necessarily afraid to, to ask people some questions or jump on a course because they feel like, well, I don't want to get shown up or anything like that. I think there's the stigma is there. But realistically, really, if you if you break it down, I think there's yeah. there's loads of people that can can offer help and support within our industry. And we work with, well, there's some of the best people in the world, um, and especially in the UK. Absolutely. We've got some of the best trainers in the world, the best educators, some of the best companies that are based in the UK that yeah. have a fountain of knowledge and they're not holding it back. They're, they're more no. than open to, to show and, and educate people. So I think the opportunity is there as well, as well as it, yes, yeah. being a lonely industry. But I think you kind of have to come away from that and, and actually yes. say, you know, just be open to it as well. Don't feel that you're on your own. There are a lot of people that you can connect with for sure. Yeah, I love that. Um, so tell us how they can connect with you and also TRX, please. Sure, yeah. So TRX, um, yeah, we've got two main websites so in the UK. It's trx.co.uk, um, pretty much the same as the one in the US. So that's the .com page. You can follow me specifically on uh, Instagram and LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is my full name, Nathan DiRosario. Um, and my Instagram is at uh, NathanTRX. And you can also follow our main Instagram page where we put a load of, um, of our trainers um, using our equipment to give people ideas on how to use our suspension trainers and all our functional tools. And that is uh, at TRX underscore UK. So, yeah, that would probably be a really good one to follow as well. Yeah. And to tag you in, right? So, yeah of course I'm always you, you interested know, you, to see what people are doing yeah 
absolutely and you know potential of being reposted on what they're doing I, I can imagine loads of people now suddenly getting their dog in the background you mentioned about pets I I'm can always, just see I'm always little... up for seeing the dog just be careful lot but I'm always I'm, yeah. I love dogs so specifically <laughs> Let, so yeah any, be... any pet videos send them send them my way guinea pig gerbil I mean yeah, it's just amazing this, we not? could go everywhere with this <laughs> should there be some sort of disclaimer that said we're not actually encouraging yeah I'm that? not taking yeah. any responsibility for anything so no <laughs> me neither me neither um I I think you know I just from the point of view of fit pro we you know our three key things are ensure educate and support and yeah. the reason why support is there is because we recognize it's so very vital. And so people listening to this, you know, you can reach out to Nathan and TRX for support. You know, you can reach out to us. There's a reason why we have that there because we know that you guys thrive in a supportive and safe environment. So reach out to me, FitPro, Nathan, TRX. And yeah, it's just an absolute pleasure to chat to you again, Nathan, hear some of the exciting developments that's going on for the company. And, you know, they can look out for the summit, can't they, in September? Yeah, uh, yeah. 2023. Yeah, 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 absolutely. All right, Nathan, we'll sign out. Um, Is there any last words you'd like to say to the FitPro community? Um, Can't think of anything specific. Now you just put me on the spot. no, I just again, I'd like, I do appreciate the opportunity to 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 get onto these webcasts and and have a chat with you and and hopefully you know people that are uh, listening or watching uh, come away with some ideas or some motivation uh, to jump on further education or get support. So yeah, that would probably be my last last thing I'd like to say. Hopefully, this is this has helped. I, I'm absolutely sure it will, and I think it's just I'm um, giving. You know, a lot of the time, people listening to these things just kind of know that they're doing the right thing. So yeah. kudos to the people that are showing up and educating themselves and reaching out and connecting with people. And um, thank you again, Nathan, for your time. You, You're Steve. an absolute angel. All right. We'll sign off and say thank you to everybody for tuning in. Come on, Nathan, yeah. let's do a cheesy wave. <laughs> 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 I made you do it. <laughs> I'll turn it off.